Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Dentley Show with Dr. James Dentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Dentley. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Look, if I'm here, it must be Friday. And remember, we don't think outside of the box because in our world, there is no box. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited because uh, a lot of great things are taking place. But before I get started with our interview, I just want to take a moment, maybe 15 seconds, to honor a young lady who we lost, uh, one of our, our soldiers. We lost her this, this week at the age of 27 in a, tra- <coughs> excuse me, in a tragic fire. And uh, on behalf of our entire team and our family, our prayers, thoughts, and condolences go out to her entire, entire family and everyone who knew her and loved her. Mr. Cario Ford was somebody who was extremely special, one of a kind. So our prayers go with her. So I just want to take about several 10 seconds of just silence just for a moment. And just to think about people that you care about, people that you've had in your life. I just lost my mom as well about a couple of months ago. And just take a moment just to honor those people who have followed. Wow. What a way to start an uplifting, empowering show. <laughs> but I tell you, you know, one thing about the human emotion and the human experience is that I always tell people to embrace all of the emotions because that's what living is all about. That's part of life. And we have to accept that and learn how to grow into that and make decisions uh, through that and based on that. So even though our prayers and wishes and hopes and condolences go out to her family and all of those who've lost someone that you care about deeply, um, Life goes on, and what we can do is honor them as we move forward. And today, I'm excited because we have a gentleman who always is bubbling over with enthusiasm and excitement. I mean, the way he walks is just energy, energy just in motion. Uh, David Michaels is the founder of Employee 123. This gentleman has touched over 1 million people uh, through all of the social media venues and all the stages that he's been on. He lives in Puerto Rico, so we're thankful that he's here. They don't have a storm today. And, 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 and all is well that way. He's a family man. He's a great, great guy. He's an incredible gentleman on the stage. And I'm honored because in March, he's going to be one of our keynote speakers at the uh, Inspire to Speak Business Acceleration. And he's here to tell you all about what he's doing, what he's up to. He's This guy has done some big things in network marketing, helping other companies and individuals to scale. So I want to pick his brain for the full 50 plus minutes. So I'm just going to let him tell his own story. Davin, welcome to the show. Well, James, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. And uh, by the way, it's one, two, three employee. Everybody always reverses it. Ah. One, two, three employee. And uh, thanks for having me. And I'm, I'm glad we were able to make this happen because man, I'm here in Puerto Rico and we've been having power outages today, which we almost never have. But uh, today we've been having them, but I, I think we're good. So it's good to be here with you and, and, and everybody on, on uh, both uh, on the radio and on Facebook. I just shared it with my audience as well. So this is great. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Man. Well, I'm honored to have you here, man. We've been talking about doing something together for a little yeah. while now. And yeah. the islands. Last year, we were on the islands doing the, the marketers cruise. And, yeah. and for years and years, I've been watching you on stage, man. And your, your energy is so infectious. So Thank you. can you tell us all a little bit about your story? I always like to start out with who is David Michael? Sure, absolutely. Well, um, you know, I've been self-employed for well over 30 years, long time. I, I started my business when I was 15 years old. And, uh, and not because I was particularly bright, I just 
honestly, I, you know, I was an only child and, and I no, there was nobody there to tell me I couldn't do it. And, and my parents, they really encouraged me, you know, every dumb idea, they said, yeah, go for it. You know? And, and, and I had some, some dumb idea. I had a lot of dumb ideas. I really did, but I had some good ones too. Um, and I started my business at 15 and I was in the clothing business. I was designing clothing for music groups. And this was in the early eighties and, uh, none of my bands had anything going. They were all playing in their garage really. Uh, but an amazing thing happened a short while after we opened for business, MTV came on the air, uh, changed the face of music and changed our lives. I was working with these bands that had nothing going on. Within about 90 days, most of my bands had record deals. Within wow. a year, they were selling millions of albums. And uh, I rode that wave. And uh, I found myself working with some of the biggest bands of the 80s and 90s, Prince, Madonna, Duran Duran, Cindy Lauper, Thompson Twins, all these big bands. And it was such a wild ride. I mean, you just can't imagine. Literally, I remember we we had this our first big gig our first big big hit group was the Thompson Twins and so I remember playing this big gig with 600 people it was like so exciting and then the next one they took us to there were 2,000 and then the next one we had 10,000 and then the next one we were in a stadium I mean it, it literally happened like that and uh, and that was the beginning and, and from there I've, I've done so many things but from there uh, I became uh, I had a communications company then I became the biggest EDM event producer in the US I used to throw parties for 20,000 people a night um, how'd you like to be on my guest list uh, and then uh, because of that built-in fan base I had a short career as a recording artist pretty long career as a music and television producer produced for about 15 years had some really big hits. Um, what really happened for me that was pretty cool, my partner Layla discovered Tupac and that plummeted me into the hip hop world. And I produced a lot of big acts and uh, that was exciting. And then um, and then I had an outsourcing company that, that took off. Um, and, and that's what I've been doing for the last decade. That's one, two, three employee. But what I love about it too, is that um, I write books on marketing and outsourcing. Uh, one of those books became a New York Times bestseller. And as a result, I speak all over the globe on marketing and outsourcing. And that allows me to get that, that entertainment side out of me. So I still get to you know be that entertainer, which I love doing, as do you. And um, at the same time, grow my business, help a lot of entrepreneurs. And what we do at one, two, three employee, we're the premier outsourcing centers in the Philippines. So we work with small businesses and we do all the busy stuff, busy stuff, BS, busy stuff uh, in their business, uh, internet marketing, social media, telemarketing, back office tasks, inbound, outbound voice, customer service, transcription, all the busy stuff in their business so that entrepreneurs can focus on the income generating activities in their business and the things that really juice them and excite them. Um, our mission at 123Employee is to rescue lifestyle starved entrepreneurs, give them their time back and their lives back. And we love wow. doing it. Yeah, it's fun. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Look, mm -hmm. now let me ask you a question. Yeah. Now, okay, one, two, three employee, and you started your music. Can I, can I guess that uh, your passion is in music? Is that it still is. your it main really passion? Is. It really is. Because music is very numerical, and, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so is everything else that we do. And even when you're in business, there's a direct correlation. So as you're talking, I can see the, the synergy, the frequency, yep. how these things connect for you. Yep. Yep. But how do you go from being an only child, just trying different things? Everybody tries something, yep. and most of the time it doesn't work. Yep. Tell us about some of your challenges that you've had as you grew up and as you grew through. Your oh, my God. I had so many. So the biggest challenge, well, there were so many. I mean, I, I, as you know, the entrepreneur's journey is, you know, you have a success, and then you fail, and, and then fail, fail, and then, you know, success, success, and fail, fail. So, you know, you, and, and the only difference between the successful and unsuccessful uh, uh, business owners is they just don't quit. 
right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's, that's the difference. But for me, the biggest challenge was when I started my business at 15, I had nothing. First of all, I was an idiot. I didn't know anything. I was only 15, right? <laughs> um, I had no resources. I had no education. I had no capital. Nobody would give me money. Um, I, I had nothing. And it was so hard in the early days. And I got kind of lucky. So what happened was I graduated high school at 16. Um, and not because I was smart. It was because I hated high school. And so what I did is I figured out a way to kind of hack it. And I doubled up on my schoolwork and I was out by the time I was 16. And then um, my goal was I wanted to start my business, but my parents wanted me to go to college. So we kind of made a deal and I ended up going to my local JC, like a, a junior college. And if you go to any college today, they all have entrepreneurship. Uh, programs, but back then there were none, zero. And so I went to this junior college, and there was this one year immersion program that was taught by these two maverick entrepreneurs who made millions of dollars in the 50s and 60s and 70s, and they were re retired. And as a give back, they decided to teach this entrepreneurship one year course. And these, these guys, by the way, were the first people to ever put an offer on the back of a box of cereal. They were mavericks. Yeah, and they made millions from that. Oh. And, uh, and so I was this kid taking this class and uh, they, they kind of took me under their wing. And most of what I learned, I learned from doing. But what they taught me at an early age was just that it was possible. You know, I was like, okay, so I could really do this. And, and so I just went for it. And, and you know, you could call it reckless abandon. Um, I, again, I, there was just no, you know, I think when you have siblings, you know, siblings are awesome. They support you. But also as kids, they tell you, oh, you can't do that. You know, you can't. There was just nobody telling me I couldn't do it. So I just did every stupid thing I could think of, you know. And um, I will also say this too. You know, when you meet people that are fortunate and, you, and they'll say, people will say to them, you know, you're, you're, you're really lucky. And most of the time, successful people will take credit for their luck. They'll say, oh, luck had nothing to do with it, right? Or luck is when prepared, it meets opportunity. And I believe that's true. But the reality is, if you have any success in your, luck, in your life, you've had luck right? I mean, luck plays a huge part in life, period, right? So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm lucky too, right? Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, entrepreneurship is, is always a, a massive challenge. Um, but the key is you just have to keep on keeping on, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, these were in college, your parents, apparently your parents influenced you because they allowed they, they did. And by the way, and by the way, I, I dropped out of college after the first year, my business took off and it was it was game on. Now, here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing. My parents did influence me, but um, my my dad was a company man. He worked for the same company for 40 years. OK, um, he he did not graduate college. And as a result, it held him back. It was during the, a time when if you didn't have a college degree, you, there was a cap. Yeah. Uh, and, and he never made more than 30000 a year, except for one year. One year, he got headhunted uh, by a company and he made more money. And that was an amazing year because that was the year of yes for me. Because I would always ask, can I have this? Can I have this? No, no, no. And that year was like, yep, yeah, you can have whatever you want. It was such an awesome year. But unfortunately, it didn't work out for me. I had to go back to the company. So he was a company man. He was with the same company for 40 years. He never made more than $30,000 a year. And we lived off that. That was, we lived off it. It was a different era, right? Um, and, uh, and what happened was, um, you know, I, I didn't realize this until recently, by the way. I always knew this influence, but I didn't realize that I had a rich dad and a poor dad, you know, like Robert Kiyosaki. So my dad was my poor dad. And my rich dad was my Uncle Mo. Now, my Uncle Mo was one of the smartest men I knew. He was the son of a junkyard dealer, grew up dirt poor, one of 10 kids, self-made man, 
to, he grew up to become a prolific Beverly Hills doctor, world famous. And so what would happen is, um, my, my, and my dad, my dad was my greatest hero. My uncle Mo was probably my second greatest hero for two totally different reasons. So my uncle Mo was the wisest man I ever knew. My dad was not a scholar, not a wealthy man, but my dad was the type of guy that woke up every morning, planted his feet on the ground and was just grateful to be alive. He lived in a state of gratitude before the secret, before any of that stuff. He, he just lived in this state of gratitude. He was a wonderful man. He loved people and people loved him right back. And I feel like I got that from him. I'm very blessed. All the, you know, I've got my bad and my good, but all my good is my dad. My dad was a wonderful man. And, um, and so my dad was my poor dad. And so, on the holidays, we would go to my Uncle Mo's house, and he had the cars and the big house, and it was everything was awesome. And then we'd go back to my life, <laughs> which was fine, but it, it wasn't as awesome as Uncle Mo's. And then the holidays, we'd go back to Uncle Mo's, and it was like incredible and awesome. And, and then we'd go back to my house. And after a while, I was like, I want that. I want to live in Beverly Hills. I want to have all that. Now, the funny thing is, had I never been exposed to that, I would have been like all of my friends that grew up in the same neighborhood. They all still live there. They're all still doing their thing, you know, but I, I at a very young age, I wanted more. And that's when, you know, at eight years old, I started doing magic shows in my garage, you know, I, and I started selling things and I started doing this and that. And, I, and, and, and at a very young age, I started really liking money. I wanted to make money and I wanted to make lots of it. And I got very hungry at a very young age. And it's still with me today. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Ah, that's, that's so rich. That's so rich, David. You know, um, within that, you, you had these big dreams and you had your Uncle Mo, you had your dad who was always yeah. great for your Uncle Mo who was making these other things happen. Yeah. And very successful. How does work ethic tie into that? And where did the work ethic happen for you? You know, my, yeah. my wife, I'll tell you this, my wife, she asked me questions and she says, um, she always talks about my work ethic. She said, it comes from somewhere. Yeah. And she made me kind of realize all through my life, I've been this guy that always worked, 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 worked. Yep. Yep. What, what was that, that, that trigger for you when you had that work, that work ethic just sparked and you just went at it? Yeah, you know, and I get that too. I have that work ethic too. It's like, I'm like, work, 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 work. It's almost like, it's almost like there's a, there's a clock ticking mm -hmm. and we know that it's going to, that clock's going to hit the end and then it's over. And we have X amount that we have to get done before this, this life that we have is done, right? And we've got all this stuff we got to get in before that happens, right? Yeah. I, and and I, that's a very good question. I, I don't know where that actually came from. Um, I know that, you know, it's very interesting. So my dad was very laid back. My mom was the exact opposite. So my mom was like, oh, my God, she was like, she cracked the whip. She was very hard on me and she was incredibly disciplined. Like all of, you know, my, I have a, a little bit of this compulsive uh, behavior in me and that's all my mom. And, uh, <laughs> but that's what drives me, you know, like I am so driven and I'm so motivated and I just have to keep on going all the time. Um, and you know, all the time I'm in my business, I'm always preaching, you know, working smarter as opposed to harder. Yeah. The interesting thing though, is I, I work smart and I work hard. <laughs> I mean, the reality is I don't think there's any trade. You can't trade away working, working hard. The, the, the people, the most successful people are the ones that work damn hard. I mean, that's, that's reality. Uh, I'm super driven and, uh, and I can't help it. And people ask me what I do for fun. And most of the time it's, it's exactly what we're doing right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But here's the thing. What, um, I do get um, really bored. I can't be in one place uh, too long. So for me, I need eye candy. I need stimulation. So as you know, I love to travel. Uh, and and I, I think you do too, don't you? 
little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, okay, a little bit. Okay, yeah. And so um, for me, like, I just love to be all over the world. And so um, the funny thing is, in my business, I teach people to do that. That's my thing, right? So I show people how to outsource their life and become digital nomads. And the funny thing is, people come to my events, they buy my books, they get my coaching, and then they go home and sell everything and travel the globe. And I have all these amazing success stories. Like yesterday, I was on a webinar, and this uh, buddy of mine popped on. His name is Roy Meyer. He went through my program. He and his family sold everything two years ago. They've been traveling all over the globe, and it's been amazing. I know we have to break in a second. Yeah. Uh, and, and so they've been traveling all over the globe, and they've just announced that they're not going to stop, you know? And, uh, and so, uh, we've decided the funny thing is I teach this all the time, but now we've decided that, uh, we're going to, well, okay. So I teach this all the time. But the funny thing is that I don't do that. So I travel all over the globe, but I still have a, a home. Right. Yeah. But, uh, what we're going to start doing is we're going to start spending half the year traveling all over the globe. So I love it. So we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and talk about how you travel the world, teach other people how to do it and have a lot of fun at the same time working and making lots of money. Let's take a quick break. Be right back to Mr. David Michaels. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be. And there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. it's easy and best of all it's free start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top once you've created an account and signed in you can create your own custom library opt into our newsletter search by show host guest or topic of interest or browse millions of hours of content across all of our voice america radio channels Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Again, that's JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with uh, David Michaels. He's the founder of 123 Employee. I always say employee 123, but 123 Employee. And uh, we were just talking about. 
the dynamic of, of all this work ethic and drive and where it came from and, and luck and all those things. But then we start transitioning to the family dynamic or working, working, achieving, achieving. How do you balance your family life? Gavin, I'm going to just let you go with it. Okay. All right. So uh, it, it's a really great question. So um, during the break, you were, we were talking about the marketers cruise. So every year we take a cruise together with about 400 of our friends, some of the biggest marketers on the planet. And uh, they are celebrating their 14th year of which my girlfriend Liz and I will be on it for our 10th year. It's either our ninth or 10th year. We love doing it. We love doing it because it's with all our friends. But the interesting thing is I took Liz on our first marketers cruise a gazillion years ago and we got off the cruise and we broke up. Mm. And the reason why is because I was working too much. Well, that was the, I mean, that was the, the round, uh, the, 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 you know, 360 view reason. So anyways, what, what happened was, um, you know, people like you and I, we just live, work, eat our sleep, uh, you know, our, our business, right? This is, I'm just, I'm passionate about what I do. And, and to, to be this, this person that I am, to be a thought leader in this space, I have to live it, right? I have to be all about it. That's just, that's me. And, and to enroll your spouse in that vision, you know, that's, that's not always easy. Sometimes it's just not possible. And so I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. So when we um, first started doing the marketers cruise, on, on, a, on the cruise, people like you and I, we're kind of famous. It's, we have, it's micro fame, right? You know, if you and I are walking down the street, you know, occasionally we get recognized, but not that often. But on the, on the cruise, everybody knows who we are, right? Yeah. And so this was our first year on the marketers cruise and people will come up to me and say, Hey, Davin, it's nice to meet you. Can we, can we have a chat? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Hey, let's talk. Cause I love to talk about marketing. I, I live this stuff. I love it. You know? And every single person that said, Hey, can we have a chat? I'd be like, yeah, sure. Let's go chat. And, and I would just do it for as long as they wanted to talk. And I remember Dave Cavanaugh. Do you know David Cavanaugh? Yeah, I know David. Okay. So, so yeah. So Dave said, let's chat. And, he, we had a chat for three hours wow. and Liz sat there for three hours and she was pissed. By the way, she just walked by like this. <laughs> okay. Even she loves Dave, but she was, she was anyways, and she was pissed. And so, um, and, and by the way, I learned at the very end of the cruise, I figured out the formula. The formula goes like this. So when somebody says, Hey, Davin, can we talk? Um, um, yeah, absolutely. I have to be somewhere in about five minutes, but we can talk real quick. And then they'll say, oh, well, we could just talk later. No, no, no. Let's just do it now. Now's a good time, right? Yeah. Now you got a five-minute cap on it. But I didn't figure out that till the end of the cruise. So then we split, and we actually split for a summer, and then we ended up getting back together. Um, so then what happened was Liz was working like she was working for somebody else, and she was working so much and for so long. And so she and I started talking about her coming to work for us. And um, and everybody that we talked to said, no, no, don't do that. It's going to ruin your relationship. But we knew in our souls that it, that it was the best thing. And so Liz came to work for us and she became our affiliate manager at 123 Employee. And it was awesome mm -hmm. for a while. Yeah. All right. And, and then it wasn't, right? <laughs> so then it was like, I knew that I had to get rid of Liz, but how do you get rid of your girlfriend? I mean, I didn't want to get rid of my girlfriend. I just want to get rid of my employee. So then we started talking about having kids again. So we have two grown up kids now, but we, we talked about starting over again. And I decided that, yeah, we were going to, we, we decided that we were going to do it. And she said, that's fine. She's like, I'll have your baby, but I'm retiring. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm be working. I go, okay, no problem. Okay. You're retired. So we retired her. And then I changed my mind, <laughs> but I, that was not intentional. But anyways, my point is, um, Liz became enrolled in the business. So when she became our affiliate manager, she ended up knowing, 
becoming friends with all our affiliates, people like you. She knew all of our friends and they all knew and loved her. She knew and loved them. And, and then she also understood my commitments to the business. She understood why I'm so busy and what I have to do. And so two things happened after that. One is she compromised. She realized what I have to invest in my business to make it work. Yeah. And that business supports us. So she gets that. At the same time, I compromised and said, okay, I'm not going to be such a maniac. I'm going to make time for us, which I do. And, uh, and we reach balance, you know, and that's, that's what you have to do. But it is challenging, especially for entrepreneurs that are starting their business, because when you're starting a business, you know, you can talk about balance, but it doesn't really exist. It yeah. Really yeah. You're going to be out of balance. You're going yeah. definitely going to get yeah, out of balance. For sure. But and thus, that's why you live in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Puerto Rico's nice. <laughs> very good. Very it's good. wonderful here. Let's talk about one. By the way, by the way, let's let's show your people on Facebook, Puerto Rico. Let's Puerto, see. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, your radio listeners Puerto can't Rico. see this, but let's show them Puerto Rico. Let's see. Oh, wow. Yeah. So right outside of your patio, you're right there on the water. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, come, can you just come see this? With the boats right outside, that means you walk out of your door and walk into a boat. Exactly. I'm loving it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, and by the way, we've got the spare bedroom upstairs for you and your girl just waiting for you. There you go. Kara, yeah. let's go. Yep. Can't wait till you guys come out. That'll be awesome. Hey, look, I was talking to my grandson yesterday. My daughter was over. We're putting together these gift bags. I'm speaking on, on the keynote at the uh, Bishop's Ball tonight mm. with 300 bishops there. And wow. wow. And um, I'm giving everybody a free gift, you know, a nice little gift bag. And my grandson was helping putting the bags together. He's seven. He says, Grandpa, I want to work for you. And I looked at his mom. I said, no, I can't let you do that because I don't want you to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hear you. I hear you. So both of my kids, they were both oh, here to go out of here. And by the way, by the way, so when Liz was working for us, you know, it was great for a while. And then after a while, it was more challenging. And then the only time, <laughs> hey, sweetie, how are you? <laughs> the, oh, hi. Can't wait to see you in January. Um, and the only time that we were fighting was over work. And so I'm like, why am I paying you to fight with you? You know, so that's when I was like, okay, game over. We're done. So she's retired now. And now she's doing her art, which is awesome. She hasn't been doing her uh, art for a decade. Now she's back doing it again. Mm -hmm. uh, there's one of her pieces right there. And there's oh, another nice. one up there. And so yeah. really excited about that. And she's starting to get some some decent gigs here in Puerto Rico, which is pretty neat. So I'm excited for her. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's talk about one, two, three employee. I want oh, to and one, one more thing too. About. One more thing too. I've decided when she starts making tons of money as an artist, I'm going to retire and she could be my sugar mama. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's my plan. <laughs> one, two, three employee. Yes. I'm, I'm, we're excited about you coming to Chicago because I understand the value that you bring and how good you are delivering that value. And then the extra bonus value propositions that you offer everyone all the time. Yeah. Tell us about one, two, three. How did, what is one, two, three employee and how did it, how did you create it? What sure. Did, Absolutely. So, um, you know, I created one, two, three employee a decade ago. And quite frankly, we were literally first to market. There were two companies that did outsourcing for small businesses. There were plenty of companies that did outsourcing for big companies, but only two companies that did outsourcing for, for small businesses. Uh, the other company no longer exists. So we were literally the first to market. And I, I, I always say, you can always tell who the pioneers are because they're the ones with the arrows in their back, because that was us. It was very tough in the early days. The infrastructure wasn't there, you know, phone 
phone sounded terrible. The internet didn't work. Everything was a mess. And uh, we had a lot of problems in the early days, but uh, we muddled through it. Today we have, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of employees on three continents. And, uh, and it's pretty awesome. Um, What's very interesting is today, because of technology, because of innovation, the reality is you as an individual could do everything in your business. In theory, you could design your website, you could build your funnels, you could do your shipping, you could do your sales, you could do everything. Now, granted, you would need about a 300-hour day, but you could do this. The problem is, is that entrepreneurs attempt to do this, right? They try to do it. They try to do it all themselves. And then they wonder why they're not able to scale their business, right? It's impossible to scale your business without help and leverage. And so that's what we help entrepreneurs do. So um, we help entrepreneurs systemize their business. Once you have a system and process, then you can drop a, a virtual team into it. Anybody can run that process. And then you can focus on being the chief strategist in your business and not be focused on the minutia, you know, doing all the junk in your business. Instead, you can be focused on making deals and growing that company. Um, it's very interesting. When most entrepreneurs think about outsourcing, if they think about outsourcing, and probably most don't even think about it, but they should. But when they do think about outsourcing, they tend to think about projects, uh, you know, like creating a website or creating a funnel or a graphic design for their book cover or what have you. And projects, of course, are important. They're things that have to be done in your business. But the reality is that projects cost you money, processes make you money. And that's what you need to be focused on as an entrepreneur when it comes to outsourcing. So I always tell entrepreneurs, okay, you know, people say, hey, Devin, I want to outsource. What should I start with? I go, well, here's a little exercise. Take a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. On the right-hand side, make a list of your IGAs. And your IGAs are your income generating activities. So as I'm sure you'd agree, James, there's about a thousand tasks you can do every day in your business, but only a small handful that literally creates bottom line, immediate revenue, you know, bottom line results. It moves the needle forward. Uh, these are our IGAs, right? So you make a list of your IGAs, your income generating activities, the, the things that create immediate bottom line results in your business. And then I say, hey, circle everything uh, that you feel could be outsourced or delegated to somebody else. And then there's always inevitably going to be some things on that list that are like, oh, that's me. That's me and my business. I can't be replaced. And I say, okay, uh, step back though and say, hey, if you had 30 days to do a total brain dump on somebody, then what else could be outsourced on that list? Okay, circle those. Okay, done. Then on the left-hand side, make a list of everything else, all the minutia, the stuff that just takes up your time, right? Okay, done. All right. So then I say, well, most what most gurus say is they, hey, they say, hey, start with everything that's taking up your time. I disagree with that. Instead, start with the IGAs. Because if you hire a VA, a virtual assistant to help you out, you're not going to pay a lot of money because they're overseas, but it's still a liability. It's still an extra expense. So if you attach IGAs to that, if you have them doing processes that are generating revenue for you, it's no longer a liability. And then maybe you'll hire two or three more. So then you're going to be making more money and we're going to win as a company too. If you hire one, two, three employee and our brothers and sisters overseas that have far less than you could ever imagine, they win too. Now we're in good shape, right? You're generating more revenue. Once you get through all of your IGAs, you're growing your company, then uh, get rid of the minutia, the things that are taking up your time, because of course your time is money as well. And then you could focus on actually scaling your company. And that's, that's what happened for me in my business too. So in my business, I remember I had maybe a hundred, 150 employees. Things were moving. You know, we were starting to, you know, get some traction. But I knew that there were a lot of things in my business. Like I had all these great ideas that I knew would take my business from here to here. 
But at the end of the day, I couldn't do it because I only had one of me in the business. I still had you know 100 plus employees at the time, but but only, I was only the only strategist in the company. And it wasn't until I brought in my first C level exec that my business really exploded. So that's kind of how this process works. Basically, if you're a solopreneur, you're an entrepreneur, step one, you get some leverage in your business. You start getting some help. You have them help you with the income generating activities in your business. You generate more revenue. You get more help. You generate more revenue. Next step, you start bringing in some C-level people, people at your caliber that can really help you scale your business and move the needle. And that's how you grow a big business. And then eventually you exit and you know, sit pina coladas on the beach or start another business. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, yeah. So you have employees now on three continents. And um, and I've actually watched you in a live audience. You do it all the time where you'll contact some of your people, usually sometimes in the Philippines, and you'll pick someone out the audience and they'll create their site, their marketing, their branding right there live. Yeah. I guess my first question is, how do you find quality people and how do you train them? Yeah. So um, we have a process for that. So we have three centers. Uh, we have, we probably process generally somewhere between 40 and a hundred people or 40 and a hundred applicants per evening. So um, we are open 24 uh, seven, seven, you know, seven days a week we, because we have to, we're, we're a global company. Um, but we uh, process applicants in the evening around 10 p.m. Uh, 65% of our workforce comes in at midnight and works till 9.30 in the morning. That's because 65% of our client base is in the U.S. Um, and so around 10 p.m., uh, till midnight is when we have applicants come in. Uh, we, we process about 100 applicants per evening. Um, we, we only hire you know, a small percentage, usually a few percent. Um, today, we have uh, all, all of that stuff is online, which is cool. Um, so they you know, sit down at, at desk and they go through processing. Uh, once they go through uh, you know, uh, some testing and what have you, and they look pretty good, then, uh, then they'll meet with, uh, with our HR team. Um, usually they'll go through you know, a couple of interviews. If they fit, then we'll hire them. And then what happens is they go into a pool. Um, and if you come to one of our centers, you'll notice that our centers is really comprised of three things. There's our offices, there's our work centers, which is, you know, our people at their cubicles. And then there's our classrooms. We have a lot of classrooms because we're always teaching and training our people. Um, and so what happens is they go into a pool where they're training until such time as they get hired by the next client. And we spend a tremendous amount of time in training. So we service two types of small business. So we, we service the small, small, you know, businesses, micro businesses, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs. And for those guys, it's very challenging because they want to do a thousand different things. There's always something new they want us to learn. So that's what we're learning in those classrooms. For the larger, smaller businesses, because smaller businesses are classified up to like, you know, 50, 100 employees, uh, they're a lot easier. We just do like regular customer service for them. It's usually just inbound, outbound voice. Um, but yeah, so they, they're, they're being trained while they're in the pool waiting for the next client. Um, the big shift that has happened for us, I think we have to go to break again, right? Uh, the, the big shift that has happened for us, though, um, over the last several years is, oh, we got a couple minutes. <laughs> the, the, the big shift for us is that uh, now a lot of the people that apply to us have experience, whereas back in the day, they had none. And that's because uh, in the early days, like I said, we were first to market. Uh, in a, the first couple of cities we were in, we were the first centers. There was nobody else. Now, every single company is there. And it's not just 
other companies, they're all multinational, huge companies that dwarf us. So it, it's a whole different world. So things have changed a lot. I pay my employees double what I paid them a decade ago. Uh, competition is fierce for great employees. The competition is crazy compared to what it used to be, but I pay a lot more now, so it's not as tough. Uh, but the nice thing is we get way more qualified people than we used to get, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So if everyone who's listening and even watching on social media, you know, a one, two, three employee can help you with all of your needs and starting, growing and scaling your business uh, with all of your virtual needs, but not just that, not just with your project, but with your processes to focus on things that help bring you revenue that frees you up to, to be in your space you're working on your business and not always in your business trying to do everything. And, you know, we have to do most of the things that we start as entrepreneurs as well. So I, I, I truly recommend and endorse everything that, that you're doing there. And what we're going to do, let's see, we got another 30 seconds. We're going to take a short break. And we're going to come back and talk a little bit more because you're going to be here in Chicago. And I want to find out what's next for you. And, and for our entrepreneurs, what are some of the key, I'm going to give you some time to think about this. What are some of the key components you think people should know or understand in order to create success in business in their life? Sounds good. Take a short break. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red Set. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at thejamesdentleyshow.com. Again, that's JD at thejamesdentleyshow.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back. This part of our show is going to be sponsored by Already Always Amazing, Amazing Children, Veterans, and Seniors, our nonprofit folks. This is a season to give. Why? Because every season is a season to give. We're so blessed to have what we have. And 
And we keep what we have by giving it away, by sharing it with other people. I have Davin Michaels here. And Davin, everywhere you show up, man, you're like a, a rock star. You've been doing uh, you've been doing your thing so long. You're so good at it that uh, you mentored so many people. So can you share with our audience, um, what do you think of, what do you think are the keys to someone becoming successful like the core formula or the base of a recipe to sure. become successful in business? Sure. And life? Well, you know, for, first of all, I appreciate you saying that James. And, you know, as you were saying that, you know, the, this whole bringing, you know, being a rock star and bringing the energy, so on and so forth. You know, I'll tell you something. Um, a decade ago, I've, I've been speaking for a decade. Uh, you know, I've been self-employed for 30 years, but I've been speaking for a decade. Um, you've been speaking way longer than I have, that's for sure. And um, I remember um, I remember my very uh, – we've got a little – how much time do we have? We're okay time. We've got uh, 12 minutes. Okay, okay. We've got plenty of time. So, so I remember um, – uh, my first big break speaking. So uh, it was my first big stage. And, um, and uh, what happened was um, I, 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 nobody was going to put me on a big stage yet. I, I didn't have the experience. And, um, uh, and so there was a, a friend that I had, his name was Mike Lathigy and he did a big event every year in uh, Vegas called invest fest. Okay. Yeah. You know, Mike. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And, uh, so I knew Mike wasn't going to put me on stage. He had big speakers. He had uh, less, he had less Brown. He had Mark Victor Hansen, um, Adam Ginsburg. He's a crook. We won't talk about him. He had, uh, let's see who else did he have? Um, uh, he had some big names, um, Marshall Silver. And, uh, so I knew he wouldn't put me on stage. Um, so I just said, Hey, how can I be of service? You know, he said, well, I need to sell more tickets, any more butts and seats. And I, which all, you know, promoters, all event producers need that. I said, Hey, no problem. I'll help you with that. So I started, you know, selling some tickets for him. One day I, I was not expecting anything. I just wanted to help out. One day out of the blue, he calls me up. He says, Davin, I'm going to put you on my stage. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. He goes, you know, he said, I have all these big speakers speaking. Not a single one of them have sold a ticket. He said, you sold a bunch. He said, I'm putting you on stage. I'm like, all right. So, so I was like, well, now I need a product. I didn't even have a product. And, and I'd been doing a little bit of speaking and I'd been speaking about one, two, three employee, but I, but I didn't have a product. I was just talking about the business and bringing people in. So, you know, I scramble, I got my product together. And then I remember, I had a whole bunch of product created and I had it shipped to Vegas. I didn't live in Vegas yet at the time. Later, I moved to Vegas. Uh, I had it all shipped to Vegas. And then I brought my whole family out, uh, you know, Liz, even her family, kids, mom, the whole thing. They were all there to see me fail. Uh, so, so I came up and I remember just before I went on stage, well, first of all, in, in my defense, Mark Victor Hansen goes out, clears out the room. Uh, Marshall Silver goes and clears out the room. Les goes out, clears out the room. Then it's my turn. Okay. So uh, anyways, I remember before I go on stage, I'm in the back uh, of the uh, of the audience, back of the room, and uh, James Malachek is back there. And for you know James, but for those of you that don't know, James, he's a, a very famous speaker trainer. And uh, I've talked to James and I, I'm like, you know, of course I'm, I'm green. Right. So I'm like, Hey James, you should put me on your stage. Right. Instead of, instead of coming from a place of giving, I'm just like, give me. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, Hey James, you should put me on your stage. And he was actually like, actually, I've been thinking about that. He goes, I actually been thinking I should put you on my stage. You know, I, I, I want to, uh, he goes, so uh, what, what kind of training have you had? And I was like, Oh, I'm a natural. I don't, I, I don't have any training and I'll never forget. He looks at me like this and he goes, Oh, mm -hmm. just like that. Just like that. Yeah. So I go out on stage. Audience loves me. I get off stage. They go running to the back of the room. Dust settles. And I say, so how do we do? And <clears throat> they said, um, well, we sold a couple. And I was like, what? And I totally tanked. Okay. Uh, oh, but there's one more thing I have to, sorry, I have to preface this. I, I forgot. Um, 
before I went on stage, I was watching Les and I was watching Marshall and I was watching Mark and I was watching these guys who are the masters, just like you, the masters of their craft. Okay. Absolutely. The top of their game, the top 1%. And I was watching them. And I remember thinking to myself, these guys are so good. And I said, you know what? If one day I can be 10% as good as those guys, I will be happy. Yeah. Just one day. And, and I have to tell you that idea I wanted that. That did not even seem possible. It did not seem possible that I could be 10% as good as those guys. And then I went out on stage and then I tanked. And that was the, where, that was where I, uh, that's when I began to, to get educated, right? That's when I began to study my craft. Um, and I began to invest in my education. And what I learned is many things. First of all, you absolutely get what you focus on. I decided that I wanted to become an, not, not a good speaker, not a great speaker, but an exceptional speaker. I wanted to be at the top of my game. I was like, forget it. I don't even want to be 10%. I want, I want to be that 1%. I want to be that guy. Screw it. It's like, I can, I can do it, you know? I, or at least I'm going to, if I can't do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fail trying, right? So, so I did. So what did I do? Well, you know, I mirrored and I modeled, right? I started modeling the best. I started studying the best. And I started paying for access. I started, you know, t I, I started working with the best, and they were not cheap. I mean, I spent, there's some coaches I worked with, I paid them $10,000 a day. Okay. And you just, you do what you got to do. You got to pay for access. Um, and look, if you're sitting there and you're thinking about this, you're like, well, I don't have $10,000 a day. All right. Well, then you figure out another way. You, you model, you mirror, you learn, you read books, you do what you got to do. But I was focused on it. And I say, no, I'm going to become the best. And then the, the funny thing is one day I turn around and, you know, I'm on stage in London and I'm sharing the stage with Bill Clinton. There's 6,000 people in the audience. And I go, wow, I guess I'm in the club now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, wow. And, but that was like, I, I, I couldn't have even dreamed it. And, 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 and now that I'm here in this esteemed, you know, group, it's like, it's very humbling. I mean, I, um, I, I feel very privileged and, and, and there's not a single day that I, I don't thank thank the gods for this. I mean, it's, uh, uh, I mean, the fact when I was in my twenties, I, I had been nowhere. Now I've been to 50 countries. I, I get paid to, to travel and see the world. It's a dream come true. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're so blessed. It's like, it's, it's almost not fair, yeah. you know, but, but Hey, we, we paid, we paid our dues, you know, for sure. But there are, there are plenty of people that have paid way more dues that haven't gotten their dreams. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it doesn't get lost on me. I feel very blessed. But you know what? We we are blessed and we get this, these incredible gifts, but what do we do with it? We go out there and inspire people to their greatness, right? And and so we're, we're passing it on and then hopefully they're going to go out and, and do the same thing. Matter of fact, uh, can I tell another story uh, about pa passing it on? Okay, we're, we're still, uh, would we have about five more minutes or so? Go ahead. Okay. So, um, this is a great story. I was telling somebody this the other day, I'd forgotten about it. So, um, when I was a few years into my speaking career, I was definitely get, I had gotten some traction at this point. I, I spoke at an icon at an infusion con, uh, which is infusion sauce big conference. And they had about a thousand people at that event. And, um, I got five minutes of stage time, not 90 minutes, <laughs> which is typical for us, right? I got five minutes. And so I really had to think about it. It's like, how am I going to make money in five minutes? So I, I took that five minutes and I chopped it up into 30 second segments and I really mapped it out. And I really spent my time on that. And I went up there, it was me. And then I had no table time, no break. And then after me was Bill Glazer. So 
Yeah. I went up there and I crushed it. I sold 180 units in five minutes, believe it or not. It was incredible. But what happened was, you know, we never realized the impact we have in everything we do, good or bad, right? If you're a jerk to somebody else, he's going to be a, go out and be a jerk to somebody else. If you inspire somebody, they're going to go inspire somebody else, right? It's a ripple effect in the universe. So anyway, so I spoke at this event and that was that, and it was a great day. Years go by, five years later, I met an, an icon again. I'm at an infusion con and I'm walking the halls of the expo and I, I see this booth and there's this little um, Indian man. It's his booth. And then there's a guy, this guy, Steve, who's sitting in the booth. He's like just checking out the booth. And I know Steve. So I kind of walk up just to screw with him. And I go, don't do business with this guy. He's a crook. I'm just kind of playing around. You know, ha, 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 ha. And then I'm just hanging out for a minute. And the little Indian guy who owns the booth, after a couple minutes, he looks at me and he goes, are you David Michaels? And I go, yeah. He goes, like this. I'm like, yeah, what did I do? Right. He's like, like this. And he turns to his wife and he says, this is David Michaels. And she goes, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, what did I do? Right. He goes, do you have a few minutes? I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, I have to tell you something you're not going to believe. I'm like, okay, what's up? He's like, five years ago, I saw you speak on stage. I was like, yeah, yeah. I remember it was a great day. He said, he said, I'm Indian. He's like, outsourcing came from India, right? Like, you're like, yeah. He's like, up until that day, I didn't know anything about outsourcing. He goes, I'm Indian, but I'd never heard of it. I'm like, okay. He's like, you were up on stage. He goes, and when I heard it, he said, it was the most remarkable thing I'd ever heard, this concept of outsourcing. I couldn't believe it. He goes, now, I have to tell you, he goes, I didn't go home and sign up with you. He goes, you actually inspired me. You gave me this idea. He said, when you were talking about this outsourcing thing, I started thinking, he goes, I don't know why. He goes, but I started thinking there's hundreds of thousands of single moms living in the US that are struggling, trying to take care of their kids. And if they could become a virtual assistant, they could probably work from home and take care of their kids. He goes, so I went out and I started a nonprofit and that's exactly what we do. We teach single moms how to become virtual assistants and support themselves. Like, oh, that's really great. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, you don't understand. He goes, it's a movement. He goes, it's a thing. It's a big organization. I go, oh, that's really great. He goes, no, 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 no. You don't understand. He goes, the annual convention is tonight. There will be thousands of people. He goes, you have to come with me. And I was like, oh, I'm leaving tonight. My plane's picking me up. Da, 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 da. And I didn't go. And, and thinking about it, I should have gone. I mean, that would have been incredible, right? To walk into that and experience that. Yeah. But my point is that you never, you just don't know what kind of impact you have on the world. You yeah. just never know. My God. So anyways, make it count, man. Think about the way you treat people. I mean, you know, I, the people that, that, that listen to your radio, they're, they're good people. They, they're probably pretty conscious. But, uh, you know, we just, everybody has an impact no matter what you do. Yes, absolutely. You know, I tell people all, all the time, everything you do matters. It really does. Absolutely, it does. Sometimes we go through life and feel like our life doesn't matter. We're trying yeah. to find ourselves. Yeah. I used to always tell people, Davin, the hardest thing for people to be is just to be. <laughs> yeah. Especially in this age, right? In this yeah. age of influencer and look at me and social media and, yeah. you know, be something. It's like, yeah, no, it just, just to be is almost impossible in this, in this world these days, at least in, yeah. in Western. Well, the radio show is going to end in about two and a half minutes, but we're going to stay on Facebook a little longer because okay. I have a La Mike Lafferty story. Okay, cool. Uh, he put me on stage on investment. Cool. That's a great awesome. parallel there. And another story that, that goes in line with what you, what you had to share a minute ago. Cool. And it's pretty incredible. But for everyone who's listening and watching and 
Uh, how can people get in contact with you? Usually I have them come through me, but how do they get in contact with you? And, and- sure, sure. I mean, they could certainly go through you. Maybe there's a link in these notes or what have you, or uh, simply visit us at uh, 123employee.com. Uh, we're happy to help, you know, or give us a buzz. Uh, the phone number's on the site. Um, we've got all kinds of freebies if you give us a call too. Happy to help. Yeah, you got a lot of freebies. And you've always been gracious to me. I spoke at one of your events as well, or your mm-hmm. virtual events as well. We're going to be doing some real cool stuff together, man. So I can't wait. I'm pumped. We're here to Chicago. We're going to pack the room out. And I, I was I was holding a spot. I said, okay, I'm, somebody has to be in that spot. I need a very special person in this slot. Who is this person going to be? And I'm uh, just hit me. I said, oh, God damn it. There's no Perfect. one that I know that does what you do, but there's no one on earth that can do it the way you do it. Thanks, but I man. believe it and I trust as well. So we're honored to have you here. Uh, you'll be here March uh, 6th, 7th, and 8th. That's uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I'll get you your speaking day and get that out to everybody as well. Great. We have a phenomenal, phenomenal time as we go out there and get people to to be a part of the 123 employee family. So any closing thoughts? We got about another ooh, minute or so left. You got a closing thought there for me? Uh, you know, it, it basically, if, you're, if you have a business, if you're trying to scale that business, definitely get some leverage on that business. Great way to do that is, you know, get some help. Uh, you can do it through us, one, two, three employee, which we would appreciate or, you know, or just get some help, period. But uh, you really want to focus on being the strategist in your business. Don't get caught up in the minutia. It's, it's a surefire, uh, you know, way to fail. So, so get some leverage in your business, grow your business, start scaling it. And, uh, hopefully you'll be the next success story. There you go. There you have it. Mr. David Michaels. That's going to conclude the radio show. We're going to keep going on Facebook, but for everyone at the James show.com. Look, I love you. I really appreciate you tuning in. Please share this message as well with as many people as you possibly can. And, and we're just going to keep going and keep trying to inspire the world and bring out information and phenomenal individuals that, that do it and do it right, that you can learn from, grow, collaborate with, and even become great friends with. So that's going to conclude our show. And thank you, and I'll see you guys next week. And remember, we don't think outside the box because in our world, there is no box. Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.